You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Big Sui, presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Lebitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging. I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now. Here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. Today's episode of the Dan Lebitard Show with Stugatz is brought to you by Peloton. There is a lot of stuff I want to get to. I want to get to the Daytona 500. I want to get to Kid Rock. I want to get to uh, Mike and uh, Cody saying it's championship or bust for Miami in in uh, Major League Soccer. Uh, but before I do that, I need to know, because a question went unanswered last segment, uh, what was on Turner Classic Movies at the time that Bob Ryan uh, was complaining that that's it, he's done with the All-Star Game, him and his wife are going to go see Turner Classic Movies? At 8, 8 p.m. on Saturday night. How green was my valley? Which, of course, as you know, Dan... Uh, the 1941 film based on the 1939 <laughs> novel, directed by John Ford, who was born in the 1800s, famously beat out Citizen Kane for the Academy Award for what? Best Picture. Okay. I, that was an outrage, by the way. <laughs> major controversy. The director uh, died over 50 years ago. So am, am I, though, can I just ask the basketball-watching America that I want to embrace, can you please see the comedy in Bob Ryan, who covered those old Celtics? If Havlicek stole the ball, Bird stole the ball. That's your Johnny Most. Very well done. I, I that, pretty good limited fake. That, yeah. but that era, that that era brought by that gravelly announcer, that we no longer live in those times. That we we are off in another place now with what this All Star Game should be, and that Bob Ryan throws his remote in disgust, and then his wife grabs it, and they watch the 1941 movie instead. That that's comedically perfect. I love that Bob Ryan says, respect the game when people are literally jumping over Shaq to dump the ball. The whole thing is ridiculous. None of it is serious. None of it should be. It, the Men in, in baseball are hitting underhand throws for home runs. It's ridiculous. All of it. NHL skills competition. Tyreek Hill playing flag football. I mean, all of it. I kind of like that though. I like Tyreek Tyre playing flag football. Now, they just need to do celebrity games. Just make an American Ninja Warrior. Like just, just make, just we do don't it. like the games though. On the skills Saturday night, everybody was complaining about everything except for Steph versus Sabrina. Uh, well, because it didn't seem like there was a lot. I mean, what's the entertainment, guys? I swear to you, the sport needs to evolve to keep up with the changing habits of young people. Okay. This is a league that's undergone undergone like some political strife. I don't think a league has been shaken more. It's customer-based by, I don't like what's happening over there. 
It started with George Floyd. And in the last five years, they got to get to a new TV contract. And here's their big sport. And people are waiting. Like, do you know what a trope this is to yeah, make? But, OK, let's read into what you said. Like, they have to appeal to their their fan base's dwindle, dwindling attention spans. Who who was that all-star game for? Who, who came away from that all-star game saying like, ah, finally, an all-star game that gets me? I don't think there's a single generation that was happy with what they saw. It was a crap game. There were no fouls, and I know no one's clamoring for more fouls, but at least if the referees call them, that institutes some sort of governance. that You can't just do anything. If the referees, the ones in control, are going to let everything go, then the player's effort level might match that. The, the ridiculous implication of all-star games and mass is that our regular product is just not good enough. We have to give you this made-up showcase in the middle of the season with all these bells and whistles just to amuse you because our regular product is insufficient. Folks, it's pretty simple. Bet the over. Enjoy your night. I mean, it was. I had the over. What a fun night that was. You know what? I've kind of sw swapped, and I've gone back to Bob Ryan's side now. <laughs> I was thinking about it, Dan. I saw a tweet that came out during the uh, the Tech Summit. Um, the This is a tweet from Front Office Sports. The NBA has unveiled NBAI, which allows fans to activate movie mode and watch live games animated like, like popular films. Yeah. NBA AI, show me the Pacers game as if it were a Spider-Man movie. How about let's just watch some ball? Huh? <laughs> what happened to good old ball? You throw on the TV, you're watching Tyrese Halliburton shoot, and you just watch a regular game. Rick Smith is grabbing boards. You don't need AI. You don't need a Spider-Man movie as an as an NBA game. What happened to watching ball, Dano? Plus, the Disney thing for football didn't work that well. I don't know if you guys remember that broadcast. Woof. I've got to issue a correction. Um, how green was my valley would have been playing during the slam dunk contest. If we're looking for what was playing during the All-Star game, fine. it's the 1964 Technicolor Heist Classic. Top copy. Whoa, what? Top copy. T-O-P-K-A-P-I. Never heard of it. I uh, I thought that the when you ask who's this for, I would say you tell me because I don't connect with Tristan Jass. I had to look up who that was. He is a YouTuber who's got a lot of influence and he was playing in the Celebrity All-Star game. I don't know many of the celebrities who are out there. And as he's coming off the court with the ball in his hand, he comes by Kelsey Plum who really gives him, this is an awkward way. He seems like he's happy to meet her. He's giving her uh, baller to baller respect here, right? He's giving, he's and, and, and here, this is what he gets right, right but he was going to be aggressive to score pass the ball that double slap the was double slap, double slap. Man, the double Whoa. slap let's hear that again that it's because Demasiado. no it's it, what and it's 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 listen to this because jazz this is he's offended by this correct right, right but he was going to be aggressive to score oh that slap i don't like that yeah he, uh, he, he took to x and uh retweeted the clip and said, I had more assists at halftime than she averaged her whole last season Burn. and more assists at halftime than her whole career average. You pass the ball, Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum said, you little naked mole rat. Fair. And then handshake emoji. <laughs> he does look kind of like a naked mole rat. Let's, let's go back to the slap on the hand because she looked him dead in the eye. And I mean, come on, calling him a ball hog when he's going over there to try to respect, like it's a great disrespect she hit him with. Right, but he was going to be aggressive to score. I mean, come on, the conversation. Honestly, what she says there is nothing compared to just the double the slap. Like, it's she so much worse. She slapped his fist. Can you isolate that sound for me? She slapped his fist. Uh, she slapped his fist, and it made. Here, I'll isolate it. 
Thank you. I mean, you. she was complaining about passing it in the celeb game, though. I know. There was nobody passing in the All-Star game. Bam even said, like, they don't pass it back. And you could see that there were moments. Lillard and Halliburton were kind of having this duel, like, who's going to go for it? Who's going to go for the All-Star MVP? And you could see Lillard looking at a wide-open Halliburton and deciding, no, no, this is mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. Uh, Chris Cody, do this with me, okay, please. Because Take it on my feet in this chair. I, I want I want all of us to slap our hands. In unison? No, 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 okay. no, no, not in unison. Just when you hear a disrespect, because this is what we're talking about. Like the loudest of disrespect is all of us hitting the back of our fist because Mike Ryan wants badly to talk about Senators, Panthers, and penalty minutes and, and disrespect. 167 the last time these two teams got together, including a moment in the third period where everyone on the ice got a 10-minute game misconduct. And the call from the referee was 10-minute game misconduct on, quote, everyone on the ice. It was incredible. Chris, your timing is not exceptional. I'm going yeah, after, trying to, after he ends in a sentence. Every time, No, but every time, I, I think if you want to conjure, you do it then, Dan. Mike, if you want to conjure rivalry, you have to summon storylines that conjure disrespect. Do you not? Right. Although... I'm not really sure what the storyline is when it comes to the Panthers and Senators other than Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk seem to try to prove to their teammates that they're not going to take it easy on one another and they end up overcompensating. <laughs> you know, uh, back in my day, you, uh -oh. you heard of a celebrity. When someone was referred to as a celebrity and you see him slapping and slapping wrists and one to the other, I don't know who either of those people are. And I think celebrities, if you have to wear a hello, my name is name tag, you're not a celebrity. I will say that. These pop culture moments, I, I kind of force myself to watch them so I can know who these people are because I can feel myself becoming the the sports show hosts of yesteryear where they just complain about the Grammys and the VMAs and say they don't know anybody. No, I like force myself and I pry my eyes wide open so I can know who Kai Sinet is. That's that's one of the more known ones. Who's Adam Blackstone? Okay, and why is he playing in the well, celebrity well, all-star? Is if, that Kevin's brother? Hold Thank on. You. Can I if if I, if I that's can? Blackstone. Kevin Blackstone. This one's Blackstone. Funny joke. The thing that I want to get into that Mike is saying here because he said he said it again. Who's this for? And I would say the NBA has to figure out how to capture. And we've talked about this. The entertainment dollar and bandwidth is stretched super thin. How do I capture young people? Everybody wants to know how to capture young people. If Cody and me are yelling, who the hell are the celebrities? They're not for us. The, the guy I'm talking about here, I had to look him up. He's got he's got 5 million YouTube followers. That's, there's a whole nother world that you, aren't, you, Greg Cody, aren't spending any time with. Right. They're trying to market to young people. Okay, well, all I'm saying is Tristan Jass, uh, God love him. He's apparently a self-created uh, influencer. Um, but who? What does he do? Like uh, he's I'm, got following. Okay. He's a leader. He's a he's a thought leader. He's an entertainment leader. These people have giant platforms, right. and and they are chronicling their story to the people who care about them and spreading the seeds of the league through the next generation of internet. Like this is. You're seeing what everyone is doing in creating their own brands, aren't you? The right. young people are quicker to this, faster. They're better at it. And so that's what they're marketing to. And and, and can it, what else, though? I, you know, in, in listening to an hour of this show, I now understand why everyone in the sports media space is on vacation this week. 
We got to drag this one out for a full week, boys. Who is John Marco Tamberi? Put the whole game on TikTok. Instead of instead of going half-assed at this, where you get like a few TikTokers and you're trying to get the ratings on your broadcast network, just take all influencers and just stream the game live on TikTok and on Instagram Live. How about 20 TikTokers on the court at one time mm-hmm. versus like five great NBA players? So all, okay, that's good. Is that work. him? Is that Jazz? <laughs> We're on air, Dad. I know. What's his name? Tyler Jazz? Um, Chris Tyler Bass. He looks like uh, uh, an Ed Sheeran impersonator, like a young Ed Sheeran. That as, yeah. You have ginger sons. That's offensive. Why? Everyone does this with gingers. Why? If you have red hair, you look like Ed Sheeran. Well, I mean, that, you just did it. And he does. I'm pretty sure he's looking at something that wasn't on the screen, though. He's doing his own private show. Yeah. Uh, that's why you asked him. Yeah, I mean, I trying to explain preview monitors to Greg. Go ahead. It just says that's Chris's job now. Says preview. Preview. Not on air. Ah, okay. Why are you looking up? You're like preview. I mean, I don't know. Howdy listeners, it's Mike, and you know a lot has changed over the years. Just look at sports. There's instant replay, a three-point line, there were shifts and then not shifts. But one thing that hasn't changed over the course of all those things I just mentioned, the great taste of Miller Light. That's right. It's so good. And it's also less filling. So what's the best thing about Miller Lite, the original light beer? Well, Miller Lite sparked this debate way back in 1975. We still haven't settled it. Be like me. I don't pick one. I like it because it's both. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It's a beer that strips away everything that you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Be like me. Say both. Miller Lite. Great taste. And is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Dan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Don Lebatard. Well, Charlie sent, uh, Charlie had this, Charlie, as far as I know, so just Charlie's title in my Are you going to say anything? Stugatz. Uh, how, how familiar were you at the time with Chewbacca? Like how, your upbringing how, 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 had how much Chewbacca in it? This is the Don Lebatard show with the Stugatz. I'm not sure, but I think I just saw Tony genuflect. Uh, more respect for Ron McGill than even when he was playing basketball against the uh, the gangly six uh, six seven six eight uh, old man Ron McGill who, uh, who who blocked your shot. He did, Dan, but. At this point, I have to genuflect before the man who... There's only a couple people in this Hall of Fame. Dan, he is in the Our Better's Hot Dog Hall of Fame. And if you don't know what that is, on 87th and Bird Road, there is an establishment, a Miami staple, Our Better's Gosh. Hot Dogs, that is the only wooden structure for like 25 miles, okay? And Ron was there yesterday, shaking hands, kissing babies, being inducted oh, into he, the Our Better's Hall of Fame. We are now in the accolades and honors portion of the Ron McGill career. Where does this one rank, uh, Ron? Because this is Maximum Miami getting into this Hall of it, Fame. It, that is Maximum. It, it, ranks, it ranks way up there. I mean, I went there when I was in high school with the guys. It was a cool place to meet. We could eat every kind of hot dog you could ever think of. Um, you know, Ronnie Arbetter, one of the past owners who, God rest his soul, I played point guard. 
he played point guard on our team at Beth Am for the 45 and older league when we won the league at Beth Am. Greg, why right. are you laughing, Greg? Are you laughing at uh, at him getting high school nostalgic? Why are you laughing? I, I, I just, Ron, is there any event in South Florida or worldwide that you would not attend if invited? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, oh, I, shut up, Greg. Oh, you, no. You should be so lucky. Oh, no. I just feel like... Oh, yeah, have you ever had an R Redders glizzy? You know what? No. We'd never hear the end of it if you were inducted into the same no. Hall of Fame. You wouldn't shut up about it. Greg. It would be on your topic list. Greg. You'd want to dedicate three podcast episodes yeah. to it. You looking down on the R Redders yeah. Hall of Fame is rich. Unbelievable. I'm actually a member of a hot dog hall of fame as well lawton's in lawrence massachusetts not I'm true lawton hall of fame it's not even I there anymore speak about it you're right it isn't but the hall of fame exists in perpetuity and i'll always be a member not a charter member unfortunately greg but we were talking about one of the great honors of ron mcgill's career our betters hall of fame and you could not stifle your laughter know, i'm sorry you you I'm couldn't sorry. stifle your laughter it's just funny <laughs> a hot dog hall of fame I thought I was in the only one. I didn't know our betters had a hollow. Greg, fame. stop with your made-up story and stop deflecting that I caught you in an honest moment. You weren't expecting me to go to you. You were laughing at Ron McGill's <laughs> honor. It's funny. It's funny to me. Isn't it funny, Ron? <laughs> it's a hot dog you know, hall of fame. It's funny that I was inducted into it. I mean, I, I still hold it in really high esteem. I don't know if I deserve to be there. How do they make um, but, their dogs? I've never had an Arbetter's dog. You've offended oh. Ron. You you guys made a book together, and now you've offended we made Ron. A, a book. We made a baby together, Ron and I. <laughs> I don't put it that way. We birthed Excuse the me, book. I opened my mouth a little bit. Hello. Hey, yo. <laughs> um, no, it's a great honor. It really is. It's fantastic. You know, there's a lot of great people there. There's a lot of great history. You know, that might not be a great honor for somebody who lives in Georgia, but anybody who lives in South Florida... Who grew up in Miami? You know our betters. It's really you know our betters. It's really. I don't line. think Broward Preach. people know about our betters. Yeah, I don't. It's really I, I said, disrespectful. I said grew up in Miami. What you did? Grew up in Miami. Bird Road, right there. You were. I see me, my baby. That's what I did. all the Columbus Southwest Palmetto. All the people went there. We all you went there. You know what? Was, Hold on a second. Greg Cody's Broward is showing here. That's what it is. Yeah, nine five four exactly all the way, is. baby. Nine five four all the way. I don't even know if there's a great hot dog joint. In if Brown, there were a Jackson's Ice Cream Hall of Fame and you got the Hall of Fame of Jackson Ice Cream. That would be an honor. You, 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 would, you would be doing weeks of shows. Hee Haw 3 would be playing right. there and selling merch. Oh, my God. Could what we? is Jackson Ice Cream? What is that? Jackson's Ice Cream? Yeah. You don't know. Come on. Oh, see, Tony, what is that? Your Miami is It's the best ice cream in America, What is that? It's like a known ice cream shop in Broward. Oprah went there. You said it. Obama went there. The kitchen sink. You never had the kitchen sink thing? I actually UD's uncle is the guy who owns that that place. Jackson? Really? really? How about that? Yeah. yeah, I know he has a connection to it. Is it common for restaurants to have halls of fame? I ask that seriously. Like, is there a Ruth well, Chris Hall know, of Fame? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, there's places, you know, you go to places like the Stage Deli, you go to places like, what's that place that used to put all the portraits on the wall? The steakhouse, the big steakhouse they used to have? Oh, That's right. Kind of That's right. Yeah. Okay, we're talking old steakhouses with Ron McGill and Greg Cody. The yeah. Buford Grill. I, I want to play for uh, Ron and the audience. I want to show them what Ron is claiming is the single cutest animal he has ever worked with in his life. Let's look at this Absolutely. picture here. It was adorable. It looks like a stuffed animal. And uh, Greg Cody, look at this picture right here. You tell me if you've ever seen a cuter animal than the one Ron McGill is holding right here. It looks like a stuffed animal. It looks like an Easter bunny. 
That can't be real. That looks like the slipper they used to put on the little girls used to put on those little bunny slippers. That's what it looks like. That can't be real. That's why I included a video in there so people could see I wasn't joking. The thing is alive. It's real. Oh, that's crazy. And what is the story? Is there a story? You just, what's, what, what did this knock off? What was the cutest animal you held before this one? Gosh, I don't know. It probably like, you know, a, 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 a koala or baby cheetah or something like that. But this thing, it just seemed unreal. It seemed almost caricaturish. I mean, I looked at it and I, it was cuter than any little stuff plushed toy I saw in the gift shop. The thing was just unreal looking. I've never seen. And listen, I want to make it really clear. Generally speaking, rabbits don't make good pets. So I'm not endorsing to have a rabbit as a pet. But this rabbit was special. This was, I've never seen anything like it. Who would win a fight, that rabbit or a full-grown lion? What? What? Greg, go sit in the penalty box. No, I'm box. just curious. Go, just go, go, that's a penalty box. Greg, go sit that's in the penalty box. box. Greg, go sit in the penalty box. No, Get out of here. Just go sit in the penalty box and put, put it, throw him, throw him in a jungle. Throw Please, it, Christmas. God, what a terrible you question. don't know Greg, either. just get out of here. Just... <laughs> He, I'll, I'll tell you. No, I'll tell. I'll tell you what happened. He got the promotions in early for his podcast. He's a star uh, in Vegas. He did that whole singing thing in Vegas. It's gone totally to his head. He's got a best-selling book with you, and he's totally out of control because now the Greg Cody show featuring Greg Cody is also taken off because he does exclusive interviews with Hee-Haw Three, and he's just and and last night was the PFPI gala, which we haven't even talked about. Sunday night, yeah. He is, was, he is, <laughs> but he's useless for three days after that because he's drinking up all his fame, all his stupid celebrity fame. It's annoying, honestly. The, the two days after the gala is always just... And then let, with last week with the Hee Haw 3, he's on another one this week. Uh, wow. he, he, okay, so that's what's happening. That's but, I know. Uh, no, it, but it's gone to his head over the last three weeks. That's sad. Uh, well, I don't know which is sadder. Mike Ryan, I was talking to him during the break. He thinks it's a greater trick to pull, not the Hee Haw 3 stardom of Greg Cody. Stu Gatz has a book that's coming out, and we're not sure he's actually writing it. And no, we, we're, we're sure that he did not. Write it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the credit that he is taking for himself is that these were his takes, which I think a large part of them were planted in his head by Billy Gill. But these were his takes. So he did write it in that they're just basically transcribing his thoughts. So this is a Sugat's book dictated to Dan Stancic. It's the greatest book. It's the greatest grift. It's it's art. It's the cosmos laughing. It took him five years to figure out exactly how to write a book without writing it and collect uh, in advance, but he finally got there. He did with a big publishing house. Let me get this video here of this hippo, uh, Ron. How is Dan Lebitard doing? Uh, what are the, any updates on Dan Lebitard, your hippo? Hey, he's doing great. It's your hippo, Dan. He's doing great. I mean, he's a bit very popular. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a little dangerous right there. Holy cow. Okay, so now what you're... you're, He's not being very smart. No, this security guard is smacking the shit out of a hippo, and the hippo... Yeah, yeah, that's a hippo can bite his head off like a melon. He doesn't realize what he's doing there. That's a a little crazy. That's a little crazy. That's a very dangerous move there. Okay, and so this is not the way to do this, uh, but you're you're saying because he's going to... At least he's wearing a mask. Let me see here. Uh, let me see some videos here of some great apes uh, being annoyed or, or annoying some of their elders here. I want you to tell me what it is that we're watching here, Ron. Oh, this is just typical kids just want attention. They're being little brats, and that's their way of wanting attention. Kids are kids no matter what animal you're speaking about. Lion cubs will do the same thing to their parents. Primates are notorious for it. We tend to bond more because we see more of ourselves in the primates because we're primates ourselves. So you see this kid just being that obnoxious little kid. Everybody knows one of those. Everybody knows one of those. 
And it's what's going to happen eventually. One of the adults is just going to slap them in the yesterday, and that crap will stop. Are there babies that are more annoying than others, more mischievous? Absolutely. Like Absolutely. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. Just like in people, you have little spoiled brats that you want to slap their ears off, and then you have these great kids that are just really great kids. How about species-wide? Uh, what is like the, the, is there a more annoying child in one animal kingdom than in most of the others? I think you'll find that generally the more intelligent the animal, the more diverse their behaviors of annoyance can be um, and more that we can relate to. But generally speaking, you know, animals, as soon as they become mobile, you know, it's like I remember when our first kid was born, as soon as he was walking, you go, oh, my God, this is crazy. he's taking his first steps. And then you learn what the hell that was going to be. And as soon as the second one was born, as soon as she started walking, I knocked her ass back down. Ron, with the wow. orcas being very critically Aggressive. endangered, do we know the whereabouts of every orca on the planet? No, no, we don't. I think we know um, most of the pods. You know, there are pods, different pods in different areas of the world. Uh, but we certainly don't know the, the, the location of every orc on the planet. No. Uh, Ron, I need to uh, close here with, I can't believe I heard, uh, I don't know if there's a schism, if there are problems in the front office or in ownership, but I heard there was a players-only meeting with the Cyclones, that the Cyclones season is off to a disastrous start, uh, ownership is in shambles, and you guys have, I don't know, is it mutiny on your hands? What's happening with the Cyclones and the- It, it, was, it, was, it was the worst night of highlight in my life. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, those guys just, I don't know what happened to them. They just kind of gave up. They threw in the towel. It was like- I don't know what else to say. I, listen, I am so invested in this in this game and this in this team. And I thought the draft was really well done by Mike and the guys, but those guys just went out there and disappointed us. I, I just hope it was just a profoundly off night because I want to tell you right now, I never dropped so many f bombs in my life, and I just don't do that. It was just like you know, what the f is going on here? I looked at Mike. I go. Are we throwing this? Did somebody pay us off? What's going on Well, here? Explain, that, that. explain this to me. Last time I went, uh, it was the championship game. Small, yeah. I was totally spoiled. Uh, it's a big night. The place is uh, crowded. Udonis Haslam at the end of the night is shirtless and sliding on a floor in Champagne because they've beat, they, they kicked the, the ass of the Cyclones. That was not a fun night. You're saying the most recent night was worse than that? Yeah, because that at least was the finals. That's at least, you know, it's not bad when you lose in the Super Bowl. I understand that. We got there. That's good. Okay. This is just a regular season against some schleps. El Barba, the guy who's the freaking looks like out of the, the damn Pirates of the Caribbean Medusa face. And he's out there and he's beating us. The guy, I mean, it's like we put the Sesta on our offhand. Like the right handed guy said, we're going to play one on the left hand in the Sesta today. This, that's what it looked like. I mean, there were so many unforced errors. It was like, and there was no aggression. They're all waiting for somebody else to make a mistake. Instead of going in there, two all them, do some drop shots, do something. Instead of just, okay, let's see if they drop it. Let's see if they drop it. That's what I felt was going on. Mike Ryan? Any I mean, he's nailing it. Team? See, Ron McGill knows how to play like a cyclone. And the rest of the team has apparently forgotten what it, what it means to be a cyclone. We've played 18 matches this year and only come away victorious three times. It is a disastrous start for the Cyclones. We are a proud franchise. We've made it to as many finals as anyone else in this proud league. And we need to turn things around beginning today. We held players. It was a closed-door meeting, even though it was out in the open. It was players only, even though I was there. But and some the locker room doesn't have doors. There. The locker room doesn't have doors. It's, it's just one a, open. It's an area. open front yeah. time. They don't have big locker rooms. It's small. We, everything needs to change, and it needs to change starkly, beginning right now. We don't just need to win. We need to start blowing teams out. I got to tell you something. They should just take the thread of Mike Ryan's. 
texts that evening to the players during the matches, that would be some of the best reading on the planet because I saw my typing so fast and words that I didn't even know existed. You were insulting teams by text? You were insulting players by text, rather? Uh, I, I insulted players direct to their face, Dan. Wow. You, you, you can't be playing so conservatively when you got the likes of El Barba out there. I think we only have one win against guys. like Fine players that have improved, but Joseph, Barba, Correa, these are Matt Bradley. These are matchups that you need to dominate, and we're not doing it. You were texting the players' phones while they were playing? Yeah, I was, I was texting some of the players as the games were going on. What's going on? Like, wh Why aren't we being more aggressive? You have the front court advantage. Why are you Make being, some guys run. Why are you, Chris, are you this meddlesome? Chris wasn't there. Yeah, I haven't been there. I had a concert to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Even though Chris is up there on the big wall with his big white hat as the owner. Damn right. Are you tired of snooty wines and their old world wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt, sip, smell. Ooh, mm, I think it tastes like old red cherry, a little bit of wood and mahogany, a little leather. You can do all that stuff or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine culture telling stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities, from convicts banished to Australia to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself. 19 Crimes wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of the UFC, pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly, copyright 2024, Sonoma, California. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days, spring's the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Challenge yourself. And Peloton's classes were made just for that, to challenge you. There's a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve what you already excel in. Plus, if you don't know which class to take to reach your fitness goals, guess what? You can join one of Peloton's many programs. Right now, I'm in a strength program with Andy and a core program with Emma. They're expert coaches like Andy and Emma, and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. With Peloton, you don't need to worry about driving to the gym, making it to class on time. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home whenever it fits your busy schedule. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Don Lebatard. Let's go to uh, 80. His Bo. name is Bo. <laughs> wow. I think Billy typed uh, an eight instead of a B. Fine. It's the clearest day. <laughs> All right. Two dollars. Stugats. Number eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris Corner on the line. CC. Go ahead. This is the Don Lebatar show with the Stugats. I took one of these from Las Vegas and then my housekeeper stole it. What is one of these? One of these hats. <clears throat> he didn't steal it. I gave it to him. But he has. <laughs> he just walked in talking about a hat from Las Vegas and then says, Ah, oh, you know, I had one of these, but then my housekeeper stole it. Ah, he didn't steal right, it. I so, gave it to all him. Alright, so this is this is what uh this is how I walk into the studio with Greg Cody, who never knows when the microphones are on around here or when they're not. I didn't hear a countdown. Uh, Greg Cody, uh, as if the clocks would help you, as if we don't have enough proof of countdowns don't aid you. Greg Cody's coming in here, and he can't stop talking about Moss, can't stop talking about his band, 
doesn't care about doing the show well anymore, clearly, if you heard the last segment. He just left for five minutes and never came back. After, he was in the eating area. After, after, <laughs> after. <laughs> after like, that was hugely insulting. You kicked me out Go to ahead. go to the penalty box. And come back. You know that's part of the show, the penalty box. You you like you created that thing. I got waylaid. The paparazzi were out there. They, these flash bulbs were popping at me. I didn't know what to do. I got disoriented. You I couldn't keep your laughter down. It, am I wrong in saying Ron McGill was touched by that honor as a Miami honor? And, and <laughs> you laughed in his face again. I know he was. <laughs> that's what's funny to me. Our betters Hall of Fame. I mean, it's probably a great hot dog. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> it's like I'm in the Costco Hall of Fame. I mean, what is this Hall of Fame? That would be also a big time. Be amazing. amazing to do. I did it. I, I <laughs> heard about so it lucky. for six months when the Fort Myers miracle had a Greg Cody day. Well, that was big. I mean, my name was on a marquee. You know, it was great. Got to sing the anthem. That was a real Didn't day. you get somebody's name wrong? I believe I did. And you didn't sing the anthem. You sang the seventh inning stretch. Ah, whatever. Okay, very good. They made me do a, 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 an inning of play-by-play. -play. They made you? Yeah. Uh, let's get to some sound here. I do want to get to some sports. Uh, Rick Pitino, I've really enjoyed the Rick Pitino press conferences this year because he's at the bowels of hell. Like, this vampire continues to resurrect his career, and now he's at a school that used to mean something. Used to mean something, and he's trying to bring back the glory days, and he is aggressively... He's, uh, Mike, that you're the expert here. That is aggressively dyed hair, correct? It's the only part I of... I mean, he's, he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> It's the only part of the hair. Uh, it's the only part of his life that dies. <laughs> he is. We have an escort for like an orange <laughs> hue. Oh, crazy. Well, he's mean, avoided the jet black and now just opted for uh, an aging with grace orange. Okay, you say aging with grace, but this is like this is a champion. This guy was Calipari before Calipari. This guy was could have been Coach K if you go, you know, through the wiretaps and all the greasy underbelly of sneaker sales and that. Coach sport. Calipari fashioned his whole thing. After Patino, right? Patino is the original vampire mercenary used car salesman. I'll turn it into, I'll, I'll coach the Celtics. I'll coach the Knicks. I'm a god. And now he's working at the bowels of the system because this is the only job he can get. I can't believe he's back in the game. Like, I, I'm honestly stunned that he came and went. Like, that story, that story of him in the restaurant, it should stick to you. Here is... Rick Pitino, after they've lost, now he's just blaming everybody. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. you have any Second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. <laughs> How else could it end for him except with a bunch of losing where he will make sure you know it's not his fault? That's how it ends for the old coach who's trying to hold on to the old times um, I mean, it's kind of... I don't think this is it ending for Patino. I'm not ready to close the casket on him, but that's a really terrible look. That's an awful look. I guess he's pretty calculated. 
I don't think he's losing his marbles or anything like that. I think he genuinely has run out of ways to motivate these guys, and he has resorted to calling them out in public. Well, but, but when is that ever a but good it's look? Not, but no, but that's not a motivation problem. He's saying out here, like, what he's saying is these people aren't good enough. These guys just did it to the Cyclones right now. Mike just did it to all the guys on the Cyclones team. Let me tell you something. It's not my first year as a Cyclone owner. I've been there since the franchise's inception. I know what it takes to be a Cyclone. And many of the players on our team also know what it takes to be a Cyclone. We have brought back our core. We are just not living up to our standards. And yes, do we have guys that are slow laterally? Absolutely. Absolutely. That doesn't prevent Manu from being one of the best backquarters in the world. Manu, yeah, right. when you're out there, go be Manu. Be Manu. Ikeda, when you're out there, go be Ikeda. Patino also brought in a bunch of these guys. Like I was I was yeah. reading a, an article where like they like these players he's talking about were transfers from places that he brought in. And it's like, look in the mirror here, bud. Well, he can't. He's a vampire. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That is. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly correct. Um, I, I'm honestly, though, I am stunned that the sport has gotten dirty enough publicly that Patino is able to slither back in through a back door, given what his scandals Look, were. Look, this could be just time the where we are on timelines because. My life as a sports fan, there, it's been dominated in the collegiate ranks by guys like Saban, Gino, uh, Rick Pitino. And if you see all of them reckoning with what the NCAA is now and how the playing field to a very large degree has been leveled, you don't have full autonomy over the sport anymore where you can microwave a dynasty the way that Rick Pitino is used to. All of these guys, including Oriema, who's been a a really bizarre quote this year. If 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 you followed anything about Connecticut's basketball season, Gino sounds like a totally different dude. All these guys that used to do it one way and maybe did it one way with impunity are starting to realize that the talent is being more distributed now and they're having a very difficult time with it. Patino is in that job because he's a legend. There are very few resumes like that that could even withstand that level of scandal so that he can make his way back through the bowels of what used to be a tradition-rich program back in a conference that mattered. But then the whole thing changed. Man, when Belichick isn't working for anybody, you have a generational shift with value and young people. And it wouldn't be hard for me to explain to the audience why hungry 20 and 30 year olds who learned a bunch of things about how to navigate the space now or 40 years old, because this sport, that sport in particular is still kind of run by the old guys. That, that sport is still run by the guys who've always been running like the shadow labyrinth of the sneaker sales and the FBI wiretaps. It's Bill self is still winning in that sport. It's the other sports that are changing. Self is still doing it. He's probably one to keep an eye on as someone he's also of a certain age where he can age into the next incarnation of <laughs> of basketball, even though many of his contemporaries have called Kansas out for as uh, for how much they cheat. Wouldn't you guys, though, say to me like, Mike, you're in the bowels of this system. Wouldn't you say to me that you could understand how somebody Patino's age might not know how to navigate the modern day business labyrinth? Yeah, like to get the I, best, to have a competitive advantage, getting the best players. I, to tap into some of our previous discussion about the new generation, I really hate doing that, but there is a different mentality now and a whole different approach, and we're seeing it across all sports. Guys like Jose Mourinho, even Thomas Tuchel, to a degree, is is struggling. This Antonio Conte, 
there are certain approaches. Bill Belichick, Saban, uh, Coach K, who came from a military, he was a Bob Knight guy. There is a sea change when it comes to the mentality of sports, and I think it kind of underscores that this isn't something that can necessarily be taught. You either have that dog in you or you don't. And when it comes to scouting, if you want your team to reflect a certain personality trait, you kind of have to prioritize intangibles in ways that we haven't really seen before because generationally, players don't have that type of motivation ingrained in them. Do you guys understand how difficult it must be for someone like Patino to navigate the modern generational cultural shift of he's old enough to be their grandfather? It's not even their father. It's their grandfather. He might be old enough, close enough to be their great-grandfather. Like, how does that person... Nav oh. That's safe for Luke Karnaseko, who's still with us, by the way, Dano. 99 years young. Is he really? Yeah. I mean, there are ways That's to tap upset. in. There are ways to... I was looking. I was That's like, an well, upset. Because I know they named the quarter after him. I was like, look, what if Rick can go in and really touch these young guys by getting a legend like Luke Karnaseko in the building... And then I realized he was 99 years old. And I was like, ah. That would be hard. It's a That's great, crazy. great grandfather. Or you could lower yourself to just TikTok dancing in front of your team after they win. That worked for Coach L the last two seasons. Does it not dawn on anybody, though, that it might be hard for someone like that to connect with modern generation and modern business and modern young people? There, there, Books will be written on how to appeal to a younger generation because it does seem navigating that does seem to be a huge challenge for coaches. And you see a guy like Eric Spolcher be curious to see how he ages within his sport, but they also have a very distinct scouting nature inside the front office and the head coach are tethered to the type of intangibles that they uh, attract. I've got a good stat of the day here. I've got a good stat of the day. Play the music real quick here on uh, stat of the day involving what he just said about the Miami heat. There is no playing this song in particular very quickly. The yeah, thing broke. The thing broke. Yeah. The well, we could do the long. It's, it's we could do the long version. Start of the day. Start of the day. It is the start of the day. Start of the day. Start of the day. It is the start of the day. Start of the day. Start of the day. It is the start of the day. Start of the day. Start of the day. It is the start of the day. Today's stat of the day is brought to you by Venmo and PayPal. In the last 10 months, the Milwaukee Bucks have had as many coaches as the Miami Heat has had since 1995. <laughs> what? That's when I was born. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.